time. Time is running out. Calling all patriots and lovers of our constitutionally protected, God-given, self-evident, innate legal rights in Tennessee and the United States of America. If you are sickened by the liberty-eroding activities of a government that hates you, then it is time to wake up. If you are fed up with the tyrannical leadership on display by all levels of government, now is the time to listen to your reveille call. If you are equally tired of the political class, the new aristocracy, lying to you in their pursuit of power and control, now is the time to take a stand in the arena. Please welcome your host, Larry Linton, U.S. Navy veteran and candidate for Tennessee House of Representatives to the Liberty Leadership and Lies podcast. Welcome back to this week's episode of the podcast, ladies and gentlemen. As usual, I'm still coming to you from the Goat Locker studio here in Sevier County, Tennessee. I'm glad that you tuned into the new schedule, even though it is a bit altered this week, since I'm releasing this episode the evening of Thanksgiving Day. It's just a few hours earlier than the new schedule of early Friday morning. But I could not let this holiday go by without acknowledging it. Thanksgiving has always been one of my favorite holidays. When I was a young man, I loved it for the food and the football. Now that I have a few years on me, which has imparted some wisdom, I hope, I love it for what I believe to be the right reasons. Before I get into some of those reasons, I hope all of you listening had a wonderful Thanksgiving dinner and took the time to acknowledge the things you are thankful for today. More importantly, that you acknowledge the source of everything you have to be grateful for. As I said, the right reasons for loving this holiday are many now, in addition to the food. If you have seen me in person, you would know that I'm a big fan of food. Pun intended. You see, ever since I retired from the Navy, my physical fitness regimen has been somewhat lacking, but my eating habits haven't changed. Food is now getting the best of me, but I'm working on that again, at the persistent but loving encouragement of my bride. Anyway, some of the many reasons I love this holiday are these. Despite the many problems our nation has right now, I am thankful that I live in what I believe is still the greatest nation on earth. Regular listeners know why I think that way, and it is primarily because I believe our nation is God-ordained. For those that do not believe that, the indisputable fact is that our founding documents are biblically inspired. There are many other things that I am thankful for as well. First and foremost, I am thankful that I have a creator that loves me more than I can possibly comprehend. He created this beautiful and wondrous universe and everything in it, and yet calls me his masterpiece. Not just me, either. Mankind as a whole he created us in His image. If that isn't something to be thankful for, then not much else matters, right? I am thankful for the incredible woman that God has led me to spend my life with. After many years of being the president of the He-Man Women Haters Club, after a spectacularly failed relationship, He put the exact right person in my life at the exact right time. God's ways are higher than mine, and I know now that I had to endure something bad so that I could recognize something good. I'm also thankful for my awesome daughter, the reason I got one of the best titles I ever had, Dad. Not only am I incredibly proud of the young lady she has become, 
I am extremely grateful for the close relationship we have now that she is an adult. Let me tell you, there were times when she was a teenager, I did not think we would ever be close later in life. What a blessing our relationship is now. Plus, I get the added bonus of using her education, talent, and skills for a bit of personal benefit. Kaylee is responsible for the design of the website and social media pages and every bit of marketing that was done for my campaign. She is incredibly talented and intelligent. I'm also thankful for the fact that she found a wonderful young man to marry and spend her life with. Denise and I have grown very fond of our son-in-law, Eric, and we are thankful for the joy he brings to our daughter. I'm thankful for my loving mother. In fact, she drove up from her house in North Carolina to spend this holiday with us, and I got to enjoy some of the pies she baked. Denise and I have had a few adventures with Mom these past few years. While I was on active duty and providing some leadership training to some Navy and Joint Commands in Italy in 2015, she took a trip with Denise and met me there. I'll have to let the audience know sometime in the future about what the term American in danger means when dealing with a U.S. consulate while in a foreign country. Yep, Denise and Mom, I will never let you two forget about that story. Not many people know this, but you can actually drive a Fiat 500L off-road in the hills of Sicily without doing too much damage. Anyway, Mom also traveled to the Holy Land with Denise and I back in 2019. We even have an adventure planned in the near future that I will let the audience know about when we return. So I'm extremely thankful that God made her my mother, and that when she remarried when I was a very young man, he put the exact right man in her life, as well as the lives of my brothers. I'm thankful for my two brothers as well. While my relationship with one is not what it used to be, we are both working on it. After all, siblings are your first best friends, and I love both of them very much. I'm thankful that I'm also working on my relationship with my biological father. We went several years without talking, but the Cold War is thawing out, so to speak, over the past few months. Seriously, though, I could go on and on about what I am thankful for, which is the point. I have much more to be thankful for than the things that I have to be ungrateful for. Sometimes that is hard to recognize in this broken and dying world, but it is true. While it is hard to have an attitude of gratitude, each of us should pause and consider the people and things in our lives that we need to be thankful for. I read recently that Thanksgiving, not the holiday, but the act of Thanksgiving, it is a weapon and a shield against the enemy's darkness and lies. I have my family, my health, a roof over my head, my awesome puppy Harlow who is sitting here with me while I record this podcast, and so much more. And like I said earlier, I'm extremely thankful for a God that gives me unconditional love. He is the source of all that I have to be thankful for. James 1.17 in God's word tells us this, Every good and perfect gift is from above coming down from the Father of heavenly lights, who does not change like shifting shadows. If you put your thankfulness or sense of gratitude in things that come from the culture of this world, those shifting shadows, you cannot experience real gratitude. 
In fact, you will probably become more ungrateful than grateful. You can see that all around us right now in the culture. The people that are the most unhappy are the ones that wrap themselves in the culture, those that follow the shifting shadows. So again, I hope you all had a wonderful Thanksgiving and that today prompts us all to have a renewed attitude of gratitude. I would also like to continue the show's tradition of sharing President George Washington's Thanksgiving proclamation. It goes as follows. By the President of the United States of America, a proclamation. Whereas it is the duty of all nations to acknowledge the providence of Almighty God, to obey His will, to be grateful for His benefits, and humbly to implore His protection and favor, and whereas both houses of Congress have, by their joint committee, requested me to recommend to the people of the United States a day of public thanksgiving and prayer to be observed by acknowledging with grateful hearts the many signal favors of Almighty God, especially by affording them an opportunity peaceably to establish a form of government for their safety and happiness. Now, therefore, I do recommend and assign Thursday, the 26th day of November, next to be devoted by the people of these states to the service of that great and glorious being who is the beneficent author of all the good that was, that is, or that will be, that we may then all unite in rendering unto him our sincere and humble thanks for his kind care and protection of the people of this country previous to their becoming a nation, for the signal and manifold mercies and the favorable interpositions of his providence which we experienced in the course and conclusion of the late war, for the great degree of tranquility, union, and plenty which we have since enjoyed, for the peaceable and rational manner in which we have been enabled to establish constitutions of government for our safety and happiness, and particularly the national one now lately instituted for the civil and religious liberty with which we are blessed and the means we have of acquiring and diffusing useful knowledge, and in general for all the great and various favors which he hath been pleased to confer upon us, and also that we may then unite in most humbly offering our prayers and supplications to the great Lord and Ruler of nations, and beseech him to pardon our national and other transgressions, to enable us all, whether in public or private stations, to perform our several and relative duties properly and punctually, to render our national government a blessing to all the people by constantly being a government of wise, just, and constitutional laws, discreetly and faithfully executed and obeyed, to protect and guide all sovereigns and nations, especially such as have shown kindness unto us, and to bless them with good government, peace, and concord to promote the knowledge and patience of true religion and virtue and the increase of science among them and us, and generally to grant unto all mankind such a degree of temporal prosperity as he alone knows to be best. Given under my hand at the city of New York, the third day of October in the year of our Lord, 1789, signed George Washington. What an incredible message to kick off the inaugural Thanksgiving holiday in our republic, don't you think? 
That proclamation also gives lie to the favorite maxim of the allies of the enemy as well. That whole separation of church and state nonsense. Our nation's first proclamation of thanksgiving has throughout it our government's acknowledgement of the, quote, many signal favors of Almighty God, unquote. That is capital A, capital G, Almighty God. Think about that and remind people of that whenever they pull out the separation of church and state card on you. Before we break for a sponsor ad, I want to thank the new subscribers to the newsletter, as well as the new subscribers to the blog on the website, libertyleadershipandlies.com. It is free to subscribe to the blog if you would like to do so. I am posting daily content on that blog. Most of the content or writings on the blog does not make it into the podcast, so do not worry about duplication of messages. I'm also on several social media pages as both the podcast as well as the constitutional conservative advocate for my state house district here in Sevier County. Yes, I have changed my byline on social media pages that I use for my campaign. Now that the election is over, I want to assure you that by no means am I going away. I will be walking the talk by staying engaged with and getting our local and state elected officials to return to our foundational constitutional principles. You can follow or like those pages as well. Now, before we get into the meat of the show, let's pause for a word from the show's sponsor. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. The topic in the rotation this week is leadership. We've described or defined leadership before, very early in the history of the show. We have also talked about leadership styles and the need for a return of servant leadership to elected office here in our republic. Today we're going to discuss leadership as an action word. It will be a brief discussion because this week's episode is also about Thanksgiving as well. Nonetheless, I want to get into leadership as an action word. In reading one of my devotionals early this week, the author was discussing Jesus' mother Mary putting her faith into action prior to the first public miracle being performed at the wedding in Cana. In fact, it could be said that by Mary putting her faith into action, it spurred our Lord and Savior, Jesus, into performing that first public miracle. The devotional discussed how Mary taught us all at least two things that day about being expectant. So I want to discuss how Mary's actions not only apply to faith, but to our everyday lives. How it applies to leadership. Mary taught us all that day that in being expectant, we must take action. We cannot just hope things are going to change. There is a lot of that going around our country right now by conservatives and constitutionalists, and especially by those who just want to be left alone. They are hoping things are going to change by sitting back and watching, hoping for somebody or something else to do the work, by not being an active participant. They are refusing to put their leadership into action. I've said it before, and I'll say it again, folks, and I'll say it over and over. If you, individually, are waiting for somebody else to come to the rescue and save the Republic, you are waiting in vain. The only person coming to your rescue is you. 
Just like Mary put her faith into action by employing her son to do something, anything at that wedding, in order to save family friends from a great embarrassment, we must also put our faith into action. Another example from a great figure in biblical history is King David. While he was just a shepherd when he faced Goliath, he was a young man of great faith. But he didn't wait for somebody else to do the work. He picked up a rock. In fact, he picked up five because he had no way of knowing if he would be able to slay the giant on his first try. He and Mary, they both put their faith into action. We must all put our expectant faith into action. Expectant as an adjective is defined as having or showing an excited feeling that something is about to happen, especially something pleasant and interesting. That exciting feeling more often than not will lead to disappointment in our current situation if we just wait for somebody else to take action. All of us must put leadership into action because each of us are leaders. That is our birthright in our constitutional republic because we the people are the sovereign in our nation. Waiting on others to exercise the leadership we are supposed to use in our system of self-governance has gotten our nation to this point where we have created a ruling elite. Trust me, those that attain those offices and positions of power and influence, they do not fail to exercise leadership and they abuse it at every turn. Another thing that Mary taught us at the wedding in Cana is this. An expectant faith is contagious. Mary had no idea what Jesus would do, but her expectant faith in her son became contagious. The servants were infected by her faith being put into action, so much so they followed her directions without question. The servants followed through with Mary's direction to them to do whatever Jesus told them to do. Even though Jesus' direction to them to fetch 120 gallons of water when what was needed was wine. But faith was being put into action. God's word is filled with examples of people putting their expectant faith into action. It is also filled with examples of the opposite. I was recently at a meeting where one of the organizers stated that if we do not get back into our Bibles, then we are doomed to failure. And not just because of Jesus' word in John 15, 7, if you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. Although that's the most important because God's word is necessary to feed our faith. It is also necessary because of the wisdom contained throughout the Bible. Wisdom that is sorely lacking throughout the entire country right now. There was some disconcerting information discussed at the meeting that I attended as well. Words to the effect that the military is in charge right now. I'm of a completely different opinion on that matter based upon what I know from my 30 years of service in the military. One of the reasons our republic has survived as long as it has so far is because of civilian control of the armed forces. It places a huge check on the power of some that serve in the armed forces from placing their ambitions above country and constitution. How many coups have happened all over the world because military leaders overthrew their governments 
and then led their governments. I do not believe that is possible here, nor do I believe that the military is secretly in control behind the scenes. That is a secret operation that would not survive the two-plus years our nation has been experiencing the poop show fallout from the November 2020 elections. That reason, along with my experience in the armed forces, does not give me any confidence in these statements in certain circles that the military is in charge right now and just waiting for the right time to spring the trap. Too much irreversible damage has already been done, and it's still being done. The other reason I do not believe this statement is helpful and wish people would stop saying it is this. It causes people to wait on being rescued. It is giving people a false hope, which in turn prevents them from putting their leadership into action. If more people put their leadership into action, we would not be in this mess. And it would be contagious as well. Causing more people to begin exercising their leadership of an out-of-control government. If more people put their birthright leadership into action, a constitutionally limited government could be restored. You know, and I know from recent experience that this can be expensive. Trust me, campaigning for office is not cheap. But there are things that all of us can do to put our leadership into action that does not cost any money. But it does cost time. Imagine if every parent with a child in public school showed up to a school board meeting and then instructed the board to get rid of these terrible curriculums and programs that only serve to break down the family unit and sexualize our children. If hundreds or thousands showed up to these meetings, do you think the elected members of the board would continue to ignore the parents? Absolutely not. Or how about city or county government meetings? Often the number of commissioners or aldermans or whatever you call them where you live, often those members outnumber the citizens' presence at these meetings. Would reversing that change the outcome of the decisions being made there? We know it would. Yet why do we not put our leadership into action? Is it because we are all waiting for someone else to do the work? Often, that is the case, and it's often caused by statements such as, the military is coming to the rescue, or the military is in charge. Or is it because we just want to be left alone? That too is often the case, because people just do not realize the level of intrusiveness into our daily lives that government has today. Government at all levels impacts nearly every aspect of our lives. Streets, buildings, clothes, cars, bicycles, electricity, water, food, and on and on. Government has a hand in all of that because a vast majority of this country thought that government would just leave them alone. Or do they believe that somebody else will do the work? We've got to the point where there are very few people doing the work. We need everybody's help. The whole nation got served a poop sandwich and only a few people are eating it. It would go down faster and easier if all of us took a little bite instead of just a few people taking big bites. If every single legal American citizen put their birthright leadership into action, 
we could save the Republic. In closing, this week's wisdom from God's Word comes to us from Proverbs 13, 15. Good judgment wins favor, but the way of the unfaithful leads to their destruction. Good judgment has been lacking for a considerable amount of time in our elected officials. Good judgment as well as it relates to the apathy that creates and keeps a ruling elite in elected office. A large number of people in our nation have been unfaithful to exercising their birthright leadership. They have been unfaithful to exercising their participation in our self-governance. Leadership put into action on the part of all of us, not just a few of us, all of us, can right the ship and put us back on the course our founding fathers set sail on. Please do not wait on anybody to come to your rescue. It is for you and me, each of us, to put our leadership into action. Only then can we be rescued and the Republic saved. If we put our leadership into action, display good judgment while participating in our self-governance, our nation will find favor again. We are seeing the destruction wrought in every aspect of our lives by not only not being faithful to our Creator, but by not being faithful to the system of governance passed down to us by the framers of the Constitution. I would also like to close with a prayer for thanksgiving today. Father in heaven, creator of the universe and the source of love, as well as every good and perfect gift, we ask that you please look upon your people with favor and receive our sincere gratitude on this day our nation has set aside for giving thanks. We thank you for your mercy, your grace, and the blessings that you have bestowed upon us. We know that we are to rejoice always, pray continuously, and give thanks in all circumstances, not just the good circumstances, but all circumstances, because that is your will for us. Heavenly Father, please continue to bless us with your graces and mercy throughout the remainder of this year and into the coming year. This we ask in the name of your most holy and blessed Son, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Thank you all for listening this week, and I pray that you enjoy the rest of your Thanksgiving weekend. Until next week, stand in the arena with me. Reveille, it's time to wake up.